Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that doors are now open for our signature accelerator program. We are doing a major deal for this promo period where you get Critical Care Academy's CCRN review course absolutely for free as a bonus if you join us before May 4th. Our signature program is special because it's a one-time investment for lifetime access. There are no recurring fees. We want you to start this process early. So if you're in nursing school or if you are just starting the school search process, this is absolutely perfect for you. We walk you through picking schools, writing your resume, making sure you have all those boosters to make you stand out. We've got over 20 hours of video lessons along with an entire downloads vault of swipe files and templates. And of course, over 50% of the program is interview prep. We have five on-demand mock interviews. And then of course, a huge part of this is every month we have office hours where you can bring your questions and get answers. We have essay office hours with our expert developmental editor, Dr. Diane Katie. We have group mock interview practice labs, ad hoc guest speakers like SRNAs and other faculty. It really is a comprehensive program. And once you are in, you are in for life. You can head to the crnaclub.com to check it out. And again, the CCRN review course as a bonus, that ends on May 4th. So if you are on the fence, shoot me a DM at the CRNA club. I am hanging out there. But otherwise, let's jump into today's episode. Hey guys, today is going to be a drive and talk. I just finished a 12-hour shift. I was outside areas today. And what that means is, you know, typically... I'm sure if you shadowed, you probably shadowed in the operating room, you know, general anesthetic, typically, you know, breathing machine, uh, anesthetic machine, you're doing big surgeries, right? There is an, a whole other side to anesthesia where you do outside area cases away from the main operating room. So you could be an MRI doing sedation for maybe a child who is too young to stay still, with a loud noise or maybe you're doing a liver biopsy down in CT scan where you have to intubate them and paralyze them and hold respirations, or maybe you are in the cath lab doing a TAVR or in a long eight-hour AFib ablation. And typically, when you are away from home, you may or may not have an anesthesia machine. You may or may not have access to a Pixis. Sometimes all you have is um, tackle box of drugs or a cart we have a rolling cart that we bring around that has different drawers that you better have checked in the morning to make sure you had the right size ET tubes blades oral airways IVs enough syringes suction catheters basically you have to bring everything with you and so that is what I did today I did some GI I did a TEE then I went to cath lab I was kind of all over the place a lot of that is, you know, a lot of that time is spent coordinating. You have a list of five, six cases that need to get done, but, you know, MRI had an add-on, somebody is late, somebody just showed up and needs an IV still. It's a lot of coordinating, but it's exhausting to say the least, and you are typically in pretty tight quarters. You know, you're unfamiliar with the layout of things, so it's definitely a little more mentally challenging as well. Definitely easier to be in the main OR doing a general anesthetic. So. That was my day today, but I digress. So, <coughs> sorry guys, if you're listening to that in the car, probably really loud. I like may or may not have co- had COVID like a month ago when we were on our trip in Florida. I'm now taking albuterol and steroids. 
antibiotics because I'm like four and got bilateral ear infections. Like what? But anyway, so I digress. Today, what I wanted to talk about are a couple of things that I am finding myself repeating over and over and over again. And I'm going to continue to repeat them over and over again until it stops happening because I know there's always somebody who needs to hear this and I know you guys come and find me at different points in your CRNA school application journey, your awareness journey, different levels in education about what's required and all the to-dos. So you may or may not have heard this before. I'm a broken record, but I'm sorry. I'm here to help you. So one of the first things that I will say that I keep repeating over and over again is to really go above and beyond when it comes to putting yourself out there and trying to understand the ins and outs of the anesthesia profession. Now, a lot of essay prompts are asking, list professional goals, list short-term and long-term goals, list issues facing the profession. How are you going to contribute to the profession? You know, how are you going to give a strong response to that question if you do not know the hot topics and trends in anesthesia? This is a big part of what I, (coughs) excuse me, what I cover with my accelerator students. I make sure that my goal is to make sure that everybody in that program understands the politics hot topics and trends in anesthesia. But anyway, you there's a lot of free information on the AANA website. If you have not been to the AANA website, free information galore. There are articles there about CRNAs being 80% of the anesthesia providers in rural areas and critical access hospitals being the only providers in our military, right? Talk about opt-out states. We talk about AAs, what that means for us as a profession. I will continue to share this with you, but you have to also take some responsibility and do the homework yourself. So this ties in with the second point that I'm going to make, starting on your essay really ahead of time. I absolutely believe that you need to start on your essay three months before the deadline. I have yet for somebody to send me an essay and say this is due in two months. Now, I'm sure there are plenty of people who I have not worked with who finished their essay ahead of time and it was great and it was perfect and they got interviews and then they got in if you and I'm not I'm not talking to those people if you think you need help with your essay if you know you need help with your essay please start early start it three months in advance get people to read it get a professional to read it get somebody who's good at wordsmithing to read it get somebody who is a editor you can find people online you can find people on Upwork Upwork We offer this service right now. We're primarily offering it to our accelerator students only because we are a small team and we do not have the bandwidth to serve every single person. So we are prioritizing our accelerator students. But 
please start your essay early because typically what happens when I look at an essay, the first draft gets totally reorganized and restructured for content. I'm saying, okay, we need to bring up this point and that point, cut this whole section out. We need to highlight this. Tell me a story about this. This is really captivating. And then you go through and you end up rewriting it again. Okay. That's like your second edit. And then after that second edit, it's making it flow. It's making it connect. It's okay. No, make this first paragraph more of a hook. This is a little choppy here. Connect these two points, rewrite the conclusion, bring it home strong. Where's your thesis? Move this around to the last sentence in your first first paragraph. All right. You do that. Then third edit, proofreading, final read through. Okay. Now, how long do you think all this takes? Yeah, it, it, it takes time. So my advice is please start on your essay three months before the deadline because you are going to be tired. You're not going to be always in the mental space to sit down and write at your computer. <coughs> You're not going to always have energy or feel like it, right? And if you went to the California Association of Nurse Anesthetists meeting, you heard them say, we, I don't, I don't know who said it, what school they're from, but somebody was like, we don't, we might not even look at the rest of your application if we are not impressed by your essay. So I will continue to preach this from the mountaintops until the cows come home. Your essay is so important. That is why we have Dr. Diane Cady on our team, who has a PhD from Cornell, who has gotten people into the most competitive programs in the country in all professions. She's worked with doctors on dissertations. She's worked with nurses. She's worked with people who got into very competitive, like only two spots in very competitive writing programs in Stanford. She is incredible. And she just elevates your entire paper. Anyway, she's on our team. And if you're one of our accelerator students, you have access to her. I give everybody the option to work with her because she is better than I am. I help with content. I help point you in the right direction. Read these articles, cite this article, look up the statistics, look up this stat, talk about this. And then she comes in and just chef's kiss the whole thing. Okay. So that's the second thing that I find myself repeating a lot is let's, let's start on our essays a little bit earlier, guys. I can help you with one edit, but I mean, most people need three. I, in the last six months, I can think of two essays that I read that I was like, wow, I'm captivated. I'm positive you're getting an interview. And I'm not saying that there weren't other people that we worked with that we helped, you know, with their essays and that they didn't get interviews. I'm just saying most people, we are not stellar writers. Okay. So, and I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying like, it's fine. We all need help. You're not alone. Don't feel like you're failing. If you're like, Oh, I need help with this essay. I'm not a good writer. You are not alone. Who do you think helps? Who, Dr. Diane Katie, she helps PhD candidates. She helps doctors. There are people who are very intelligent who just need help writing. That's what she's there for. We're so lucky to have her as a resource. Okay. And then <coughs> The third thing, the third thing that I want to mention that I keep repeating 
is that everything takes longer than you think. Kind of ties into number two with the essay, but everything takes longer than you think. And what do I mean by that? When I sit down with my students to create roadmaps with them and for them, this is something that we did with our founding group that we're still working through with them. And it's been really, really cool to see. We created this proprietary tool that helps you map out the next year of your application process if you are at the very beginning of your stages. But anyway, if you think about everything that you have to do, if you're at the beginning stage of your application process, I encourage you, maybe I'll do a map, maybe I'll do like a workshop on this and share this tool with you guys because I'm pretty freaking proud of it. But if you sit down and look at the next eight months, okay, and you're, say you're planning to apply this fall, October, and it is March, you might be taking a science class. You might be taking another science class. So that right there, typically classes oftentimes are about 12 weeks if they're self-paced. Some of them are shorter, some of them are longer. That's three months. And if you're retaking classes, you do not want to get B minuses in these classes, right? You're retaking a physics class because you want to get an A. What are you going to do? Get a tutor if you have to. Spend the time really, really focused, right? You might be taking a graduate level MTSA advanced pathophysiology class that is kicking your butt. You don't want to get a C, right? You want that A. You don't want to be overlapping on these classes. So right there, if you're taking two prerequisites from now to October, that's already six months. Okay. Now, maybe you have to take another certification. Maybe you decided to get your CMC or your CSC. Probably have to study for that, right? So maybe you're studying for a month for that. And additionally, you realize that you have to rework your resume. Your resume is going to take you probably, oof, we have resume templates. That saves you a ton of time. But, uh, you know, that could take you two weeks, right? You start, take a break, come back to it. Then you got to get somebody to read it. Maybe they take another week, that sort of thing, right? Then after you get your certifications, you got to update it. So that'll take a couple of weeks to get done. And then if you have to study for the GRE, depending what you got done with what you got on your, you know, your practice exam, what you're projected to get, you might have to study, you know, for 20 hours for that to try to get that, you know, 310 that you're aiming for. So my point is all of this stuff, if you map this out from March till October, if you literally sit down with a pen and paper and break out the amount of time that it needs to take, that you need to take for each one of these things, put it on the calendar, you're going to realize that things are looking really busy, right? I mean, if you are working three twelves, and I know most of you, many of you are working more than that because you're trying to save money for CRNA school. You know, you're working overtime. The money's good, right? You're exhausted on your days off. You don't want to sit down and study for the GRE. So give yourself that wiggle room. So that's the third thing is everything takes a lot longer than you think. So that is why for our accelerator program, which doors are going to be opening in April for that, by the way. So if you, if you get on the, want to get on the wait list, please do. I'll link it below, but <coughs> sorry again, I'm trying so hard not to cough, but that is one thing that makes the accelerator program different is once you're in, you're in, you it was really meant to be an entire 
toolkit for you from planning to acceptance. We've got interview prep. We've got all the planning prep, creating your roadmap, getting your resume done, getting your essay done, all of your shadow prep, everything that you need for your essay, topics and trends in anesthesia, interviewing tips. We have it from a faculty member. We have live classes. We have a confidence coach coming next month or for our next cohort. Drop that spoiler alert. And we just have yeah anyway it's it's really meant to be all in like all encompassing for a one-time fee so it's it's really the longer you use it the cheaper it gets but anyway oh and we're working to get it approved for ceus i just got an email saying i was approved for a accreditation ces i don't know why that was so hard for me to say but anyway gotta work on that my point what was my point let me bring it back around planning takes time please, please, please to start soon. Even if you're thinking your application is due October, November, your plan should be well underway. You should have a clear idea of what your next six months looks like. And and if you don't, that's what we're here to help you with. So alrighty, that is all I have for you today. It was a lot longer than I thought it would be. And I will leave you with this one one thought. I, I was talking with some of my students today and because I had asked them for some feedback on the program. And I was like, what did you guys love? What is it about working with us? What is it? What can we do better? How can we improve? What resources are you missing? And they gave a lot of really good feedback. And one thing that stuck out to me was this general consensus of them feeling really well taken care of and I think that just made me really proud and happy to hear because that is one of our brand values here at the CRNA club is I am trying to build a well and this analogy was said by I'm a part of this like this this other membership and, and this my one of my mentors shared this analogy and I, it just resonated with me so much but at the CRNA club I am and we are into building a well versus a puddle yes we could reach the masses and you know it, it, it's just you can have a shallow relationship with a ton of people right and that is a puddle a puddle can span can be pretty big it can span the whole street right but a well that is a smaller surface area but it's deep and it's really impactful and that is one of our core values here is, is connection. <coughs> That's why I am always happy DMing you guys and voice messaging you guys. It's because we are still a very small community because we value that. I am not trying to blow up. I am not trying to get big and popular. I don't want that for this RNA club. I value connection and deep relationships with people obviously it's hard I can't have super deep relationships with every single one of my students it's literally just not feasible I'm one person but when you work with us you work with us for life right you're a part of the family you're part of the club for life we have tools and every you know resources available for people for every step of the way so that is one thing that just made me really proud to, to hear feedback was 
they gave that sentiment of they could see that we were trying to build a well. But anyway, that was just my proud moment. Alrighty, that is it. I'm going down a super windy road right now and the sky is like black, like dark. I think it's gonna pour, which is fine because I'm off tomorrow and I could use a really good night of sleep. All right, you guys, I have some fun podcast guests coming up over the next couple of weeks, depending on when I post this, but Dr. Temmermond, a CRNA school faculty member, got Michelle Miller, who is a interviewing specialist and confidence coach. She is phenomenal. <coughs> Whoa. Why did I sound like a croaking frog? Probably because I have bronchitis, but she's phenomenal. I'm also going to try to get Dr. Katie on here on here because I want you guys to meet her and I think you would absolutely adore her and then you guys would feel more comfortable working with her. Not that people are uncomfortable working with her, but <coughs> I think it would be a good introduction. All right, I'm going to go. Talk to you guys later. Bye.